the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Had to do the news and then win sprint over here. And uh, Dayton winner, Brooks, it was an offensive explosion from this Dayton team. <laughs> 74 points, and they didn't need overtime to get there. Dayton winner, 74-65. It's John Bedell. It's former Flyer Brooks Hall and you here for Flyer Feedback. And as Larry Hanskin mentioned, uh, Brooks, in the in the postgame segment there, Wednesday, as we know, because you and I and Larry and Keith, we did not sugarcoat it Wednesday night. Wednesday was a very large step backwards. In fact, it removes Dayton from the at-large conversation for the, for the time being. And this, this game alone against George Mason does not get them out of that hole. It's going to take a whole heck of a lot to do that. But it is, at, very, at the very least, a step in the right direction. And as Anthony's predecessor, Archie Miller, used to say all the time, when you lose a clunker like that, Archie's line was always, well, yeah, but you can't let LaSalle beat you twice. And even though it was a very disappointing loss on Wednesday, Anthony and company got together and they gutted out a win. Brooks here again when they had a lot going against him. A lot of injuries. You were without Rodney Chapman. He's got a right-hand injury. Uh, You've got no R.J. Blakeney, no Elijah Weaver for the second straight game, and you're still without Luke Frazier because of the appendectomy. Uh, He hasn't joined the rotation yet this year. And then still, Brooks, you're in your second game without Chase Johnson, who up until his second medical departure from UD had been their third offensive option. So a lot going against this young team that's still trying to get this rotation figured out. Uh, but here they are walking away with a 74-65 win at home. Yeah, so th- get used to it. Like, like th- this is the new Dayton this year. It's unfortunately coming off of last season. We're all a little spoiled and, and ex- expectations through the roof. And, and you know, we're projected us to, you know, it... it <laughs> We thought we were heading in a different direction, trajectory trajectory wise, but but man, it's going to be a, a, a test for us fans to to how and I don't even want to say patient, but but realistic can we be? Um, yes, we have three really good players in in Ibby, Rodney, um, and Jalen, but unfortunately, here's where people are not connecting the two. To be elite, you have to, you're only strong as your, your your weakest links right and that's 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 very true so with those three we can still be a good competitive team but but to expect elite when you're trying to play young guys and and figure out this rotation and it just is what it is man it's going to be a struggle every night and by the way john the blueprint on on how to beat us is out junk defenses we've seen it the last two nights matchup zones Tonight, we saw a triangle and two and a box and one, and I shouldn't assume everybody knows what that means. Triangle and two is just where three guys play a zone and the other two guys match up on man-to-man on two other players. Box and one, four guys sit in the zone, and they take one player and just guard him man-to-man. And we struggled with that. I thank God George Mason came out of it. I don't know why they matched up man-to-man for the last few minutes of the game, but, but, but thank you, because we couldn't figure out that zone. And so... You know, I'm, uh, and I, I want to get that all out the way because we, we want to talk about how to build off of this. But, but honestly, man, it's going to be a struggle um, for a while until we get at, at least until we get fully healthy. Yeah, and I think there was some fans that that clearly, you know, Wednesday night was kind of divided into two camps. There was people that were overreacting clearly in the moment, which is fine. We we do that yeah, here yeah. on the show because right, we right. we take a very 
um, myopic, short-sighted view, you know, because we're doing game by game by game. We don't really look at it's. We're doing this after every, right. literally after right. every game. So there's going to be some of that. The takes are going to be liquid magma after games. There were some people ready to jump off, you know, the ledge. Others saying, well, you know, let's let's hold on, let's not panic about this quad four loss and concentrate on how bad it is. Well, you have to split the difference, and you have to concentrate and be be able to conceptualize how bad a quad four loss is because you know who focuses on that? The selection committee. Correct. And I think people need to understand that quad four losses like that, Brooks, they represent the the easiest games on your schedule. And it is rare to drop one. And it is rarer still to drop one at home. Okay, so that is a very damning smudge on the resume that will not go away easily. And it is going to take a lot, a lot, a lot of work to make it go away. And for the time being, let's, I think, calibrate that that LaSalle loss alone, it's enough to totally remove Dayton from the at-large conversation at this point. Now, it's not to say that it cannot be overcome, because it can, but it's going to take a lot of work to overcome uh, that, that kind of loss that is that bad at home. But as Larry mentioned, as he tweeted after the game on Wednesday... It's not that loss doesn't have to define Dayton's season, but how they react after it will. And again, to to coin something Larry mentioned, going back to what I said earlier, that Larry pointing out this game alone, this 74-65 win over George Mason does not does not absolve the sins of Wednesday night, but it is a right. step in the right direction and it sure as heck as my dad would say beats the alternative, Brooks. Absolutely, and I think I think my point too, it's kind of piggyback that the LaSalle loss wasn't a wasn't a slip up, but we'll get to that. I know we got to go to break yeah, right now because we got head coach Anthony Grant on the horn. He's on the hotline. So what does okay. head coach Anthony Grant think about this 74-65 Dayton Flyers win? Well, I'm glad you're asking yourself that because you're about to find out. He is live with Larry Hanskin on the other side of this break right here on the home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat George Mason 74-65, joined by head coach Anthony Grant. And coach, it was a couple weeks ago uh, after the uh, double overtime win at Mississippi State, you said your team grew up and did, did, did this maybe a different group of your team grow up here this afternoon? You know, every game has a life of its own, you know, and so every you, you got different experiences based on what happens each game, and and so you know, I thought I was, I was really proud of my guys, you know, for being able to, to to turn the page quickly and understand that we were playing George Mason today, and we needed to make sure we were prepared for what they would uh, the, the uh, challenges that they would face and. The guys did a really good job of coming together. You know, I thought the game tonight had, uh, you know, a, a lot of different things our guys got, got hit with, you know, from early in the game, being able to build the lead, and, uh, you know, and, and, and then them making a run there for the half, they're changing defenses, us having to handle that, and then it came out in the second half, and they uh, they went on a run, you know, and were able to take the lead. And, you know, you got some young guys that, that hadn't been through that experience and having to, having to weather that. And they were able to come together and get the win. So to me, that that's what it's all about. You know, you want to go through these experiences together. And uh, it was great to see the guys come together and, and find a way to win. Your veterans, you know, I mean, Jalen Crutcher has a career night uh, with with twenty six points and seven assists. Ibby Watson was was Ibby Watson, and but was it is important how they engaged 
their teammates and how they worked as part of a group is what they did on an individual basis. You know, that's, that's the game of basketball, right? you got to do it together. You know, so uh, I thought we got great efforts all the way around. You, you, you mentioned those two guys. I thought, you know, the combination of, of Tori and Moo inside, I thought those guys did a great job. And then Zemi and, um, and Kobe, you know, and, and Mustafa, those guys, you know, just uh, really, you know, in terms of experience, uh, you know, they're, they're, get, they're getting it on, on the fly, right, in, in live game action. Uh, you know, Kobe's just coming off an injury and, and, and um, Mustafa has had four practices and, you know, Zemi's getting this, the most action he's gotten in a Dayton uniform he got today. So to see him gave the step up and make time. So, you know, I, I think it was a team effort, you know, at the end of the day. And it, it's a great win. It's one win. Uh, we got to understand that and uh, get ready for the next one uh, here on Tuesday. All right, Coach, we'll let you go. We know you've got a lot uh, in store, and we'll look forward to uh, talking to you after the game, on, before the game, rather, on Tuesday uh, in in New York. So thanks again, Coach Great. Grant. Okay, appreciate it. Yeah. All right, that, that wraps it up here at the arena. On behalf of our engineer-producer, Caleb McLeod, Keith Wallaskowski filling in for the legend Bucky Bachhorn. I'm Larry Hanskin. The final again is Dayton 74, George Mason 65. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager, Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers. Helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's John Bedell. It's Brooks Hall. And it's you here for Flyer feedback. Dayton a winner tonight, 74-65. They get up off the schneid. After dropping a clunker of an A-10 opener on Wednesday night against LaSalle. And uh, a new career high for Jalen Crutcher tonight. 26 uh, leading all scores and pacing Dayton to the 74-point uh, offensive explosion. <laughs> As I say half-jokingly, with this Dayton team averaging about 65 a game so far. And Mustafa Amsil with another nice game, 15 
uh, for the Flyers. Ibby Watson with a 16-point effort tonight as the Dayton Flyers were without three key guys again tonight. No Rodney Chapman. That was new because of a right-hand injury. Plus, no R.J. Blakeney and no Elijah Weaver. They were injured as well for the second game in a row. And, uh, of course, with Chase Johnson medically withdrawing from UD, uh, earlier this week, they're without Chase. Now going forward for good because of uh, his medical withdrawal and what he's dealing with. And then obviously a kid who is yet to join the rotation uh, this year, and that's Luke Frazier, now recovering from an appendectomy. But uh, Brooks, you got you there. I can't see you, but I want to make sure you're there still. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool, man. Well, it's radio. The, the fine folks at home don't need to see you anyway, so that's uh, that'll, that'll work. <laughs> and you know what, Brooks? We got a break for news. We got to take a break. We got to pay some bills. Here's some news. So we'll get your thoughts on this one right after the break. It's John Bedell. It's Brooks Hall. And it's you here for Flyer Feedback after a Dayton win, 74 to 65. It continues on the other side, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey everybody, welcome back to Flyer Feedback. Coming to you live from our Dayton studios. It's John Bedell, it's former Flyer Brooks Hall. And it's you here tonight after a 74-65 Dayton win over at UD Arena. Gets them to 5-2 and two on the year and an even 500 at 1-1 one and one in A-10 play as they beat the George Mason Patriots tonight over at a not quite as full as usual, not even by a long shot because of the pandemic, UD Arena. Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Lights. We thank them for their support this year, even though we cannot be over at Flanny's celebrating this win like we usually would again because of COVID. And Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer Faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. Brooks Hall, it was, uh, as Larry mentioned, and we were kind of talking in uh, a couple segments ago that I want to let you expand on this point because you started it uh, before we had to take a break, is that as Larry pointed out when referencing rebounding from this loss against LaSalle um, on Wednesday night, which if it ends up because the quad system is in flux, a quad four or a quad three loss at home, either way, it's a serious smudge on the resume and it's not ideal and it's going to take some work to overcome it. And for the time being, as I mentioned, we need to, Let's be cognizant and just pragmatic about this. For the time being, that loss on Wednesday removes Dayton from the at-large conversation period. It just does. You don't have to like it, Dayton fans, but that is the reality of the situation that we're in currently. It is that bad of a loss. But as Larry mentioned, Brooks, this win alone does not clearly uh, help you step out of the hole you dug yourself Wednesday night, but it is at least a step in the right direction. Yeah, and, and, and the timing was bad because I started to say it it wasn't a slip-up, and then we went to break. Let, let me explain that. Of course, that was a terrible loss. Like, there's no way around it. Unacceptable, this and that. But what I mean by that is, given the circumstances of the roster and the, the sudden departure of Chase and the injuries and all, I, I, we are going to struggle with, te- with teams that we normally manhandle. That's That's just a fact right now. George Mason fully healthy with, with, with us with a fully health, healthy roster. I, I don't believe it's a close game tonight. LaSalle with a fully healthy roster, a fully healthy roster. I don't believe it's a close game necessarily. You add chase and guys were playing more. Now, is that an excuse? No, it's a reason again, unacceptable. I get all of that, 
but but I encourage Flyer fans to to accept reality. This this isn't last year. Unfortunately, we are all going to go through the stressful uh, the, the the stress of us being in close games, man, with teams we're used to blowing out. You know, it, it's it's kind of where we are until we can get uh, guys fully healthy and we can get the chemistry back. And it's just it's going to be a, a bumpy road for a while. It sucks, but it, it's kind of is what it is. Yeah, I believe I read a stat that on Wednesday night they Dayton never had a combination of five players on the floor at one time that had ever played together before. And I think there was probably more of that tonight because tonight Absolutely. now you at least had Rodney Chapman. Well, now tonight, no chat because he's got a right-hand injury. So you've got no Chapman, no R.J. Blakeney again, no Elijah Weaver for the second game in a row. They're both hurt again. And as we mentioned, a guy who has yet to enter the rotation but will once he gets healthy is Luke Frazier. He was sick yeah. to start the year. Now he's got an appendectomy. He's recovering from that. Um, but with this whole roster in flux now, and, and of course, Chase Johnson's departure, that's a big one too, right. because he was right. pretty consistently only through, you know, oh, five games. It's a major, lo- it's a right. major loss. It was the, he was their third offensive option. And, yeah. and by, by light years, Brooks, Chase was playing the best basketball of his career. Right. Um, but he's moving on and we wish him well, because he's, he's clearly dealing with some stuff from what he, he told yeah, us when he sure. came back in the fall. And, and we, wish Chase Johnson a happy trails, but he is now on the court out of the mix for this team. Uh, Jalen Crutcher, a big difference in terms of the dynamic tonight, Brooks. A new career high for Jalen with 26 points. I really like the dynamic of him playing on the ball more. What did you see, Brooks? What was different, and what did you make of the dynamic that's created with Jalen playing a true point guard and playing on the ball more tonight than he has? No, I love it. He he needs to have the ball in his hand. And so what you're seeing right now, what you're still seeing Jalen evolve and, and learn how to be Batman. He could be Robin last year to Obi. And, and I mean, th- there's a lot of, they were very, very talented last year. So Jalen could kind of play off of that. Well, well, this year, you're the guy. You're at the top of the scouting report. It, it, there's some adjustments. So what happens, last year, you can see him kind of wait and pick his moments. And then, you know, it was, it was clutcher time. Well, this year, Jalen can't, he can't afford to pick. We, we need him to always be on 10. Well, playing off the ball and not having the ball in your hands, you have a tendency to allow yourself to get lost within the offense or become passive with him playing point and and having the basketball in your hands more. It almost forces you to be more aggressive with the basketball just by, just by the simple fact that you have the ball more in your hands. So I, I absolutely love it. I don't think it was a coincidence that he had his, his largest offensive output of his career tonight by playing majority of the point, you know, and, and I hope when, when Rodney comes back, Rodney plays more off the ball, and, and Jalen has the ball in his hands more because because we we need that. Yeah, and for perspective, let's be clear, as you alluded to, that Jalen was playing more on the ball tonight because of the absence of Rodney uh, Rodney Chapman not playing Absolutely. tonight with a hand injury. So Brooks, maybe that is a dynamic that Anthony sees and goes, oh, okay, maybe we want to maybe we want to do more of that once once Chat gets back. I mean, we'll see, but I think seeing this, maybe that's something they try more of once Rodney gets back into rotation. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I got to point out, too, I want you people to pay attention to small things. Okay, so, yeah, people were mad about the LaSalle loss, and I won't keep going back to that, or even struggling tonight with George Mason. You've got, oh, well, we've got, we've got Ibby, and we've got Jalen, and when Rodney's healthy, three really good players. And I'm telling you, just plugging guys in those other two spots, it doesn't just work that way, especially in college basketball. All five guys have to be in tune. The defensive rotations are important. The offense, just knowing where everybody's on the court, it matters. Why do you think tonight Dayton played zone the entire game? Now, 
Yes, part of that is to save legs. So you got guys that are going to play a lot of minutes. But the other part of that is they are they can't trust them defensively yet. The rotations and all that's why when's the last time you've seen a Dayton team play 40 minutes of zone? We, we just don't typically do it. But coach had to adjust while while guys are learning, Coach Grant and staff, they have the challenge of not dropping games and trying to throw guys into the fire and get game experience and build that chemistry all while trying to not blow up your season by taking bad losses. It's, it's, it's a tough challenge, man. Yeah. This is. Jalen Crutcher, as I mentioned, with a new career high here at Dayton, 26 points. He led all scorers with 26. And Jalen Brooks doing so with another heavy minutes load. This is the third time this year oh, he has yeah. played the entire game without any stretch on the bench. He played all 40 minutes uh, just a couple weeks ago, or actually on Wednesday against LaSalle, and he played all 50 all five zero minutes in the double overtime win against Mississippi State. Well, Jalen plays, again, all 40 minutes tonight against the Patriots. Another guy who didn't get a blow tonight, Ibby Watson. Ibby played all 40 minutes as well. And they're just going to, with with the rotational situation they're in right now, Brooks, you talk about trust. That's something Anthony Grant talks a lot about. That's one of his buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. you, when, he, when you only got trust and, and only, you know, he only has seven scholarship players available tonight, period. So you're going you're gonna to require a heavy lift from guys Absolutely. like Jalen and Ibby, and, and Jalen stepped up in a big way to, with 26. Ibby was the second-leading scorer for Dayton with 16. And Brooks, Mustafa Amzil. I mean, we're seeing why Oof. he, when Anthony announced that addition a few weeks ago, kind of late, right before the year started, I think we're seeing yeah. why Mustafa Amzil gave that already highly rated recruiting class in 2021, which he's a part of, a little bit of a boost, because Brooks, kid from Helsinki, man, he can play. Yeah, let's just call it what it is. I mean, he's newcomer of the year. I just, I mean, as far as the, the A-10, he, he just is a, he's a bad boy. And what I love about him is you can tell he already has an understanding of high-level basketball. There's a huge learning curve going from high school to college, right? Huge, and, and more so defensively. And that was one thing I was really watching him against LaSalle. That's what I was, it, it's an added bonus that he could put the ball in the basket so well already like that. That's huge. But, but to be able to guard, it's hard, man. You're guarding 21, 22 year old division one athletes that are moving fast, just the speed of the game. And, and to, to see the way that he has adjusted and not only has he not been a liability de- defensively, he's even, he's emerging. I mean, it's game only game two, but it, it looks like this isn't a fluke the way he scores the basketball. So, so to become that, third option man talk about timing <laughs> that, that's right on time man for him, him to show up and kind of save this team because without him I mean you want to talk about people the sky is falling are you kidding me do you know what Dayton Twitter would have been like <laughs> right now God, I don't when we lost by it. 20 to we LaSalle and lost by 20 to George Mason <laughs> looked like that all-out brawl at the end of the Mississippi State football game there tonight as it was <laughs> man I don't want to think about what yeah. but I mean this kid's on his way to earning a nickname you know, Brooks, the phenomenal Finn or something like that. I mean, this kid can absolutely hoop because he can play before before Wednesday. The last media availability we had before LaSalle, Anthony and Jalen and Elijah Weaver all said on the Zoom call we had with them that uh, Jalen and Elijah said it first. And we asked Anthony and he agreed that, yeah, the kid picks up. He's a quick learn. 
He really has been picking up what we're laying down very quickly in practice. And I thought, okay, especially with Anthony, because he's, you know, he's kind of prone to that. You know, Anthony's very judicious at all times about what he's saying. He yeah. doesn't really ever kind of like open the window to give you that, in, especially not if you're a reporter. He's not going to give you that that insight because, you know, he wants to play close to the vest, which that's fine. It's That's his prerogative as the head coach. And a lot of, a lot of coaches are like that. So I thought, yeah, sure, sure. Well, then when he plays on Wednesday, I'm like, I said some things I can't say on the radio, and I looked over <laughs> at you and I said, "Man, they, they weren't kidding. That was not yeah. that was not coach speak, and that was not some you know cliche from Jalen and and uh, and Weaver. They weren't kidding, man. This kid, he learns quick, and he can really play. He can, man. To just to be able to impact the game the way he has already, um, I'm almost ready to say it isn't a fluke. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna call it. I mean, it's people get off the hot starts just because you're buried in the scouting report and people aren't prepared for you. George Mason was prepared for him." I mean, he led Dayton in scoring against LaSalle. And clearly, George Mason learned from the LaSalle game because they came out and played some junk defense. You're going to, we're, Dayton will see a lot of that the rest of the year. That just because we didn't respond well to it. Um, the, the matchup zone and, and triangle two and boxing ones, get used to it. So, so for him to be able to put up the, the amount of points he has against those without any, hardly any practice time, and it, I, man, he, he's a good one. He is a really good one. Yeah, and I think maybe it is an adjustment, Brooks, as you mentioned, for some Dayton fans. But to play devil's advocate, I mean, I, I definitely fell into the camp on Wednesday of I the, the the word I used on Wednesday was the Dayton program is above; they're better than losing to LaSalle because of the historical, the, yes. the series, and it's freaking LaSalle, as I said on the yep. air, and you know, and I thought pandemic and all this. I, I just want to be careful. I don't I don't want to normalize losing to LaSalle because I still think Wednesday was unacceptable. I, I don't Agreed. care what they were going through. The Explorers still had a talent deficiency, and you should not have lost to LaSalle. But guess Please what? Agree. But guess what? They they did, and there's nothing we can do about it now but move on, and and here we are. Um, so I was glad to see at least them rebound and beat George Mason because GMU, the Patriots, are certainly not Richmond. They're not St. Louis, but I did not want to be doing this show. Oh, my God. Can you? We'd have had callers with the safety all the way off tonight, and Twitter would have just imploded. Had they lost a two-game stretch to LaSalle yeah. and then George Mason Brooks? But um, they are, as you mentioned, it's not excuses, but they're reasons, and that the perspective here in the context that is all important is that they are going through some stuff with the roster. You got, you know, you lose Chase. That That's a huge piece. There's no doubt about that on the court. And, you know, even to lose Blakeney, Brooks, a kid that's been really – Starting that to grow into that role, yeah. and now as he starts to peak, at, not peak, but as he starts to, you know what I mean, he's on the right trajectory, and now, boom, we got to put a halt on that because he's dealing with an injury. So now that's another dynamic they got to deal with. And then you lose Rodney Chapman, who clearly is one of your best defenders, and when he when he needs to, and he's capable of exploding offensively if you need him to. Senior leader, Elijah Weaver, you need that guard depth. So they've been going through some stuff. I got music on my ear. We got a break, but we'll we'll pick up on that on the other side of the break. Okay. That just sort of what they're going through and learning to grow. So Dayton winner 74-65. They now lead the all-time series between the Flyers and the Patriots 9-3. to Dayton's won two straight in the series after dropping one to George Mason a couple years ago. And Patriots, as you might remember, one of the few teams that played this Dayton team last year close by any stretch. So it's John Bedell, former Flyer, Brooks Hall, and you for Flyer feedback, the home stretch of it after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. 
Hey everybody, it's John Bedell. It's former Flyer Brooks Hall and you here live for Flyer Feedback. Coming to you from our Dayton studios after Dayton wins 74-65. Shout out to Ken Palm. If you listen to this show, you know I love me some Ken Palm insight. Ken Palm gave Dayton a 78% chance at a win coming into tonight. It predicted 73-64 final Dayton. Pretty darn close. 74-65 Dayton winners. So shout outs to Ken Palm. Also, we like to give our appreciation to Flanagan's Pub because Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. So we thank them for their support, even though we can't be over there in person like we'd like to because of this pandemic. And remember that Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They are currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? You can apply at Dayton at gmail.com. It's John Bedell, it's Brooks Hall, and it's you here for Flyer Feedback, the live version of this show right now coming through your radio or wherever you're listening, maybe our free WHIO radio app. The podcasted version of this show, free, under the on-demand section of our website, or you can make us part of your feed at any of the streaming services out there from Spotify to iTunes. So, Brooks, as we were talking before the break, uh, this is a team that is going through some stuff rotationally, and I think your, your expert insight with your eye for the game that... Fans might not have to like it, uh, and I, we might not like it either, but we might expect uh, some more, you know, struggles, I guess, as this team's trying to figure out how, you know, this rotation. Yeah, I mean, it's just is what it is. And, and no, I don't like it. I can't stand it. It's hard watching them struggle against teams that we dominated um, in, in years past. So, you know, like, perfect example, to, to just op- to overlook how big the change in roster is and how it can affect things is – I mean, it, it's just not fair to the guys, but here's why. For example, tonight, Brea played 20 minutes. I mean, he he just got his first college basketball minutes last game against South, first time ever. He played 20 minutes tonight. Zim, Zimmy, he played 25 minutes tonight. Do you know on the season, he's averaging five minutes a game. His stat line on the season, he averages zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. This is a guy that played 25 minutes tonight. All right, Moo. Moo played 20 minutes tonight. It, it's a guy that that rarely cracked the rotation other than to give Jordy a breather. And these are guys that that play 20-plus minutes now, guys we're actually relying on to be a core part of the rotation. If you don't think that there is going to – I don't care that we have Ibby and Jalen and, and Rodney still. Yeah, they're, they're great players. But I just gave you three guys who are now core contributors who two weeks ago – then he couldn't crack the rotation or, or Bray was hurt. But I'm, I'm like, of course it's going to take time. And, and unfortunately, man, yeah, it sucks. When you're, when you're trying to merge new guys and, and guys are trying to play more significant roles. Yeah. It's going to take some time. You're going to drop a game. You shouldn't AKA, you know, in LaSalle, you're going to be close yeah. in a game. You shouldn't George Mason. That's why coach Grant, and he knows this. That's why he's not giving them a pass. That's why he's so thankful that they were able to still get a win tonight because while you're trying to get these guys to catch up, you still got to win ball games. Yeah. That's what you're paid to do. Just don't lose to Fordham on Tuesday because people don't forget that. Uh, Ooh, boy, oh, people don't forget yeah, that. I excuse, uh, yeah, I can't come up with it. <laughs> Talk about unacceptable. I can't let them off the hook. And, that yeah, is unacceptable. Bad. Speaking yeah, of the terrible. Rams, they've got a game in progress right now. Elsewhere around the uh, 8-10, 45-19 LaSalle over Fordham in Philadelphia. Other games that have gone final around the league today. 
The Richmond Spiders with a 69-66 win over St. Bonaventure, which is nice. Richmond improves to 8-2, 2-0 in the 810. Duquesne, a 75-63 winner over GW in Foggy Bottom. And two games, Brooks, today postponed in the 810 because of COVID. Mm. VCU and Davidson postponed after the Richmond Rams announced that they've got some positive tests within their program. So VCU is now hitting the pause button for two weeks because of the protocols that it's in place because of that. UMass and St. Louis also postponed uh, today. The Billikens, I think, clearly at this point, looking like the favorite in the A-10. Yeah, and it's just weird times, man. It's weird times. And that actually gets me to calm down a little bit after that LaSalle loss because I was fired up as anyone. But then it reminds me, man, of 2020, what we went through, and, and it's just been a crazy year. Just just glad to even have basketball yep. right now. You yep. know, and to even, yeah, let's have these overreactions and talk back. But, you know, I think when I start seeing, like, man, people going at to a disrespectful point where you, where you start – and hearing stupid stuff like, well, I don't think Coach Grant can coach. What? I mean, he's the coach of the year last year. What are we going to say? Because he had players, we still have to put the players in the right position and give them the buy. I mean, you just can't, you, you, just the overreactions. But it helps me, man, because COVID is real. It's killing people. It, 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 it's just good to see these young men. And mental health, there's a lot of mental, mental health issues with these young people. And I think, you know, obviously with Chase, we experienced it on our own team. So, yeah. so man, I'm just glad that basketball, it's a game. And, and I'm glad these young men have an outlet. Um, so you just, just hopefully, man, people can keep that. But, but at the end of the day, we do want to see our boys win, and, and we can't lose to Fordham. I'll, I'll quit the show if we lose to Fordham, John. <laughs> people <laughs> people don't forget that. Hey, no. Tom and Troy, you know what? I'm really sorry, man. We couldn't get to you because I got music in my ear, which means we're up against a hard break. So one more time, Dayton winner, 74-65. to Our next game is Tuesday at Fordham. The Bud Light pregame show starts at 5.30. Larry Hansgen has the call at 6 o'clock. So we'll see you on the radio Tuesday night, Flyer fans. Until then, for my partner tonight, Brooks Hall, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Stay well and go Flyers.